0: Let's look ahead to Saturday in the NBA. There are eight games on. I got a feeling it's going to be a bit of a messy day, but let's look ahead to streaming options, what's on my radar, and all that stuff. Mike Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I'm not a chicken or a cow. I'm Pluck a Duck and it's him right now. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat over 50 infections. Get yours today at JaceMedical.com. Use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. You're a double banger? Should be. Head across, watch the video, listen to the audio. And if you are on the video side, you know what's coming up? Trade deadline show. 1.30 p.m. Eastern Thursday, February the 8th. You're going to see it plastered everywhere. It's going to be around. Just make sure you pre-like it, pre-bang it, and uh, you're there to watch it. So I want a lot of people there. I want 20,000 people watching it. I don't think we'll get that. It's a big, big ask, but you know what? If you don't dream big, what's that stupid saying that people etch onto like cross-stitch things? Aim for the stars, and if you miss, you'll hit the moon or some shit. That's what we're doing. We're doing the some shit. Let's get 20,000 views onto that. Let's talk action for Saturday. This is, again, it's going to be a weird day because there are just a million teams playing a Friday, Saturday, back-to-back, and by a million, it's an entire third of the NBA. Close enough. Nine teams with that back-to-back, and that's uh, it's too many. Is it nine? Maybe it's eight. Anyway, it is a lot. And there are big situations like what is going to happen with the Magic players? What is going to happen with the Pelicans players who I thought they would stagger rests? And all four of those guys, they listed questionable, are now probable to play on Friday. So we're going to have Zion, Trey, Ingram, and McCollum. They're just going to bulk sit them on Saturday. I think it's a possibility, right? And there's that. There's the Grizzlies. Does Jaron play? Does Santi play on the back-to-back? What do they do with Des Bane? Do they sit him out? Weminyama's going to probably sit. Almost definitely going to sit. It's going to be a messy, messy day, and that means we have to be prepared for a bunch of stuff. So I do this injury report now, and there's just going to be a lot of things that pop up as weird situations, and I just want you to be on top of that. Going to have Dylan Brooks and Tari Eason out. I'd be pretty shocked if either of those guys are back for Houston. That is the first game of the day against the Celtics. Um, DeAndre Hunter I expect to be out. I expect Gary Harris, John Isaac, and Franz Wagner to be out in Orlando. I do expect that Markel Fultz and Wendell Carter will sit as well on the back-to-back. But that hasn't been confirmed at this point. But that is my expectation. I'm also not expecting Draymond Green to return. Green is out on Friday. I don't think he plays Saturday. I think he's back for their first game next week would be my guess. Jay Crowder will be out. Derek Rose will be out. Landry Schammett, Um He's questionable. He missed their last game. Uh, Wendell Carter's currently... I said Wendell might be out. Wendell's currently questionable for the game on Friday. If Wendell misses Friday, I think he'll play Saturday. If he, miss, if he plays Friday, I think he'll miss Saturday. But we don't know. Moses Moody has been ruled out for Friday. So I'm going to put a questionable tag on him there for the game on Saturday. Santi Dharma is out on Friday as well. So I'll put a question mark there for him on to Saturday. And I'm also chucking Jaron Jackson there. I know he's not on the injury report for Friday, but he just missed a game with a knee injury. This team's going nowhere. It's a back-to-back. I would be a little bit surprised if Jaron was available to play on Saturday, to be honest. Luka Doncic missed the last game for the Mavs. I think he will play. Um, Derek Lively's missed. uh, the, The ridiculous of these idiots, listing him questionable after that first ankle sprain, when anyone with a pair of eyes could have seen that he was going to be out for one to two weeks. It was infuriating. Because then you go, ah, oh, I guess not too bad then. It's questionable. That's what I hate about this shit. And about From my job perspective, for everyone enjoying um, any sort of fantasy sports or gambling, but also to the fans, it's just ridiculous. Oh, no, he must be fine. And then two weeks later, he's still not playing. That's what's frustrating about these fake injury reports. Like, I know what happened. I saw him do it. It's just two weeks. What are you doing? Why are you doing this? Anyway, so Derek Lively is questionable. We'll find out. I've just written there, Pelicans because they had CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, and Trey Murphy all questionable for Friday's game, and they have upgraded all of those guys to probable. I thought that they would stagger those guys. They were in the midst of a really heavy stretch of games. There is almost no chance that Trey Murphy plays now on Saturday. There is almost no chance that Zion Williamson plays on Saturday. As for Ingram and McCollum, I don't know. Maybe they play, maybe they don't. Just be very weird for them to list them as questionable on the first game of the back-to-back. Weirdly upgrade them to probable, And then have no lingering injury through Saturday. That seems a little shifty to me. So just watch for bulk rests. Watch Larry Nance maybe get involved as well. And then watch your Jordan Hawkins and your Dyson Daniels and Herb Jones and uh, Jose Alvarado and Najee Marshall and some real random blokes really pop off. Just watch that one. Wemby's going to sit. He's off the injury report for Friday. He will sit. I'm almost... There's no way. He's, they're limiting his minutes. There's no chance he's playing this back-to-back. So Victor Wembanyama is going to be out. So Chicago, don't get to see that. The Lakers, Rui Hachimura sounds like he's coming back pretty soon. So got him currently questionable. Christian Wood missed the last game with a migraine. Got him questionable. Cam Reddish with knee, uh, knee soreness, groin sawness, um, being shitful. He's questionable as well. Trey Young and Clint Capella are both probable for Friday. I don't really think there's much doubt of Trey Young missing, but um, Cl- Capella's the other one. Like, I, there is a chance that he sits... If he's if he's probable for Friday, he should be all right, but he could sit on that game on Saturday. And Al Horford sat the last game for the Celtics to rest. The rest is over. He'll be okay, and he'll be ready to go. I am guessing. I don't see any situation where Al Horford does not play. The only team, as we head Saturday, Sunday, with a back-to-back is Milwaukee. We've been talking about this all week, ever since the week 12 preview, week 13 preview coming tomorrow. Talking about the the value of a Malik Beasley and a Bobby Portis, how it's low from a per game basis. Shout out to Bobby for blowing up yesterday, but they're the only team with a three game in four night quality game stretch to end the, the week. And this is it. This is where it happens. This is where you get your Leaky Beasley, your Bobby Portis, and you maybe even want to tempt fate and try a Pat Connaughton or a campaign. That's where you can get those extra numbers in because they're the only team that does it. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical and the Jace Case. We all know that medications are necessary for many different things in life, right? But sometimes a bacterial infection can be something that honestly is life-threatening and all these supply chain issues for medications across the world, that can have disastrous ramifications. Even something as simple as amoxicillin, the most common basic antibiotic that you see all the time, sometimes it's hard to get. And when you're in situations where you've got respiratory tract infections, um, you have urinary tract infections, although you don't really use amoxicillin for that as a usual thing, um, sinusitis, skin infections, STIs, all that sort of stuff, having a supply of antibiotics at home that is, of course, physician approved and discussed with is a very, very useful thing, even more so if you're in a situation where you can be isolated. So. Head to Jace Medical. Check out all the different things they have there. Go do your physician encounter that gets checked by that board-certified physician. Your medications get dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. And it's never been more important, or more, yeah, more important to be prepared than today. Go to JaceMedical.com. Use the offer code locked on to get twenty dollars off your order. Okay, that will bring us now to the streams of the day. Again, I think a lot of value is gonna open up in different scenarios and I can't predict it all. But at the moment, I'm gonna go with 10 team stream for the rabbit hunter, Alex Caruso. There's always a risk he gets hurt and doesn't play the back-to-back. The 12-teamer, I'm going Gogo Badadze. This is working under the assumption that Wendell Carter is out, and you could throw Mo Wagner into that mix as well. 14-team stream is going to be Chris Dunn. I feel pretty good about that one. He's even a 12-team option, to be fair. A 16-teamer, I am going with Zaire Williams. I'm sort of expecting that one of Santi or Jaron is out, and the the amount of blokes that are out on that team, Zaire is probably going to play more minutes. Now, he's a very hit-or-miss player. But if you're talking about a guy that's 95% available in a 16-team league... He could have 14, 5, and 3 with a steal really easily, which is an unbelievably good line for a waiver guy on a 16-team league. In a Yahoo points format, we are looking at the bucket. John Kaminga. Um, and then at ESPN points, it probably is Alex Caruso as the guy we go for in that scenario. So what is on my radar? Again, a lot of these teams are coming off the back-to-back on Friday, including the Houston Rockets. We get another look at Cam Whitmore on Friday, and I'm really excited to see what his role is, or be really annoyed that he plays 12 minutes behind Jay Sean Tate. For the Celtics, Derek White, we talked about this gigantic slump that he is in. This is a huge buy low. This is not a drop. This is not a drop. Let me just rephrase. Do not drop Derek White at all. But it is a huge slump. The top 12, top 18 run was ridiculous and it was never going to hold. I think top 50 is reasonable. But if he was top 70 from here on out, I don't. Th- I think that's also totally reasonable. But he's definitely not a drop. So let's see what he's able to bring back in this one. In terms of streams, it is Whitmore that I look to with no Eason, with no Brooks. Um... Whitmore is playing really well, and that, that could get dicked really quickly, and they could just limit him behind yeah, spuds like Jeff Green, but watch that one. And then for the Celtics, it's always Sammy Hauser or Peyton Pritchard. No one really else qualifies for a good stream option in Boston. Washington and Atlanta. I want to watch Denny Avdia because this guy has confounded me all season. I was like, okay, take a flyer. At the end of a draft, maybe they started Bilal Koulibaly in the preseason. Oh, are they going to actually go with Bilal over Denny? No, they didn't. And at the start of the year, they were pumping usage into Denny. And went, Okay, that's very weird. And Jordan Poole was sitting around doing nothing. And then Denny's uh, usage dropped away. He started playing 22 minutes. Went, okay, get rid of him. Drop him again. And then the usage came back. He started playing 32 minutes. ago. Oh, but they're back onto Denny. And then the last game, they were back off Denny. So I don't know what the hell is going on with Denny. And that to me means that he's perfectly reasonable to roster or he's perfectly reasonable to let sit on the wire. That's where it's at. There's too much inconsistency game to game, week to week um, to even have him as an absolute guaranteed, got to have him under all circumstances player. Let's see what they do here. In terms of streams, there are a few. I think DeLon Wright, if you're looking for steals. You've got Al if you're looking for some steals and blocks. And there's Corey Kispert, if you're looking for points and threes. Kispert is one of those guys that, I never really liked as a draft prospect. I think he's sort of been exactly what I thought he would be, and I don't really see any high-level upside in him. But a guy that can play 19 minutes have 14 points with three triples. That's useful in certain spots. The Hawks are definitely the worst streaming team in the NBA. We'll see what happens with them in terms of if there is any sitting on the back-to-back. But, you know, I, I'm always... I'm just trying to find random Hawks names because I cannot find a single stream-worthy player who's 55% available, usually like Trent Forrest. Do you want me to talk about that? Or is it funny if I just say, go and look at Pero Antic? It's funnier. Orlando and OKC, the Orlando Magic. Uh-huh. They're on a back-to-back. I do expect that Fultz and Carter. Fultz will sit this one, and I expect Carter to sit one of the Friday-Saturday as well. Don't expect Ingalls, Harris, or Wagner to be back. For the Thunder, we do want to watch Jalen Williams, who is shooting the absolute lights out at the moment. At some point, this is going to come back to earth. He's been very good, obviously, this season. Uh, And let's see, how. because what we've seen recently for him is not only shooting uptick, but this big uptick in his passing and the way that they're using him as a primary or secondary initiator, which has changed from the start of the season. Let's continue to monitor that role and monitor his shooting. In terms of streaming, there's a lot in Orlando. You can go with Mo Wagner, you can go with Goga Badadze, you can go with Caleb Houston even. But uh, if Wendell is out, Mo's going to be the good scoring guy and Goga's going to be your defensive player. Whereas for the Thunder, it's just always going to be Lou Dort. Because we feel relatively comfortable about his minutes. We just don't know about his in-game production. That's why we don't have to roster him every single game. Golden State and Milwaukee. This is a back-to-back for the Warriors. And in the game on Friday and the game on Saturday, they might there's four halves in those two games. They might run four different starting lineups through those four different halves, making it really hard to get a, any sort of idea what the hell's going on. For the Bucks, Brooke Lopez, before yesterday, which was obviously an asking against the Celtics, his numbers had been trending down really hard. He is sitting basically in the area that I thought he would be now, um, pre-draft, which was around the yeah. 80s mark. Um, I know there was something, if you listen, I don't know if you guys follow Josh Engelman at all, who does um, some of the, a lot of the DFS work on uh, Stochastic, uh, where yeah, old mate, old friend of mine, Greg Ehrenberg works. You know, Greg used to work at Basketball Monsters, been on the show many times. And Josh was talking about Brook Lopez's EPM numbers. And I think there was like a three-week stretch where he'd been a negative in basically every single game, and his impact numbers were horrific. And I go, oh, that's really interesting. And his fantasy numbers had actually tailed off after that three-week or two-week period where he was blowing up. He had been pretty bad. So we want to watch him because last game was pretty good, but what is the real Brook Lopez? And if he was actually just a replacement-level player, fair enough. He's old. Like We get that. So watching where he goes with this lower usage that he's got is interesting. In terms of streams, Trace Jackson Davis, I feel more confident in him at the moment than Pajemski. But like I said, who knows with this team? Maybe Moses Moody is back and doing something. And for the Bucs, it is Leaky Beasley. Bobby Portis as well. And we love their back-to-back. That is the value of them across the weekend. The Knicks and the Grizzlies. We saw the Big Ragu go bananas last game. It is worth mentioning that the game before, DiVincenzo played under 20 minutes. So while we love that last game, we can't be goldfish that much. We can be a little bit goldfishy, but we can't be that goldfishy. We can't be like, well, look at last game. He's in form. That's one of my pet... I know you enjoy a side rant. Some of you actually hate it, which... Sorry, I'm going to do it. Tell so my brain works. I hate when a sports announcer, sports commentator, um, talks about a team and goes, oh, yeah, mate, they're really in form now after they've had five shit games and then one good one. That's not how form works. If you see a form line, it goes L-L-L-W... It doesn't mean it all now. No, they've actually hit their form now. They're cracking. Are they? Or do they have one good game in the midst of midst of shit ones? To me, you, to change form, you need to at least string a couple of good ones together. And that's sort of where I am with Dante. Now, that's not to say that Dante is playing bad. He's been playing pretty well. His per minute production has been really strong. But 29 minutes last game, 18 the game before that. That's not to say, well, look, minutes are up because they're not. They're sort of all over the place. And that's what we want to watch. He is still the priority there, very clearly, over Josh Hart, though. Hart is a streamable guy, but we look at DiVincenzo first. For the Grizzlies, like, like whatever. Like, who knows? Honestly, who knows? We're going to get more ideas, but do they just sit? Jaron, does Bane play? What do they do at point guard? Does Gilly get called back up? I. It's going to be a mess. And Xavier Tillman's probably the one we look at because they still don't have any other centers. And if Jaron does sit, then he's going to have to play a lot. And that might be ugly for a number of reasons. It might be great also. Who knows? The next game is the Pelicans and the Mavericks. This is a back-to-back for the Pelicans, So again, I talked about this already. There could be a million guys out and I just don't know what to do with that because uh, we don't know. For the Mavericks, Kyrie Irving is dominating. He is a sell high. Now, this is really hard to pull off because number of things. He's Kyrie, right? No one is going to be like, you know who I really trust to be available and productive? Kyrie Irving. No one's going to buy that. But he's like the number three ranked player over the last two weeks. Someone said he's number one in points leagues as well. I haven't actually checked that over the last two weeks. That's dominating, Right. So you should be looking to cash in for that for any top 10 player. Why? Because of that Kyrie risk, but more importantly, two games in the playoffs. Now, someone said to me, what does that mean? This is what it means. If your playoffs end on the correct date and correct, determined by me, the um, arbiter of all things correct, tongue in cheek, taking the piss, but I always suggest end your league March 24th. If you do end your league March 24th, the Dallas Mavericks in grand final week of the playoffs play two games. Two. You know what that is? Shit house. That's terrible. So you don't want your best player or second best player to be playing two games in your championship week. Now, by all means, you might not get to the championship week and Kyrie might drive you there. But is it worth it to have someone drive you to the championship and then not be able to take you all the way through? Especially, you don't trade him to get a top 30 player back. That's pointless because then you won't get to that championship week to actually have the ability to be let down. If you could... And it's going to be a very small percentage of people who are able to do it. If you can trade him for another top 10 player, you do it. The problem is, don't trade him for a Hornets player. Probably don't trade him for a Lakers player or a Timberwolves player because all through the playoffs, those four teams, if you use my schedule, have a two-game week. So just be cautious of that. It's a, one of the hardest sell highs to pull off. But if I know anyone out there that knows how to pull off, it is my listeners. In terms of streaming for the Pelicans, it's probably Dyson Daniels. But... Much, much, much stuff is not English, but it is much stuff that could happen. Derek Jones is probably the guy in Dallas. We don't know the status of Dante Exum, whether he is going to be available or not. The Chicago Bulls and the San Antonio Spurs. Both of these teams are on a back-to-back, so we'll see what happens. We're pretty confident that Wembenyama is going to sit out. Caruso is the stream there for the Bulls, but then um for the Spurs, I'm exp- look, he's currently kind of losing questionable because they keep doing this with um the Trojan Domi Barlow is they keep putting him like a oh, questionable G League assignment. Like, bro, you're not doing that. He's playing in the NBA. Stop questionable tagging him. Spurs, I'm coming for you. Stop listening, to questionable G League. He's going to play. And if Victor is out, Dommy is going to have a huge role. And Dommy is probably going to be a 12-team stream guy and Mamu, Sandro Mamakalashvili, will be the backup and he will have some pretty bloody good value as well, I think. So, I expect Wemby to be out. They might start Mamu and play Barlow off the bench, play them both 25 minutes or so. And I understand that 48 minutes is only available at centre, but they both can play at the four and play together. But Don Barlow is really, really interesting under the assumption that Wemby is out, which I think you'd be pretty silly to uh, think otherwise. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Do you hate putting together lineups with salaries? You should. Because it takes a lot of time. It is one of those things that we can't have all your favorite players in there if you you want to. And you're up against thousands of other people whose sole aim in there is to take your money. That is who takes your money. The other competitors, the Sharks, the pros, all those other people. I'm... And, and the other providers sit back and they just take their cut and they go, look at this, they're loving it. Price picks, it's, no, no, they're not like that. They're like, don't worry about the other people. It's you v. me. And if you win, you take my money. That's simple as it is. They put player projections up, whether it's points or rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, threes, whatever. And you look at it and go, hmm, I'm going to go more or less. And you choose those between two to six of those individual player projections. You choose whichever ones you want. Put them into your entry and you can win up to 25 times your money back. I don't know how much more simple it could be. You pick more or less than those numbers, you put them in, you get it done, you win, we hope, and then the withdrawals are fast and easy as well. So go to pricepixcom slash Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is is slash The code is LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix is daily fantasy sports made easy. Okay, after the Bulls and Spurs game, what else is on my radar? We're looking at Lakers and Jazz. D'Angelo Russell is on my radar because I don't really know how to peg his uh, minutes. He plays 27 one game, 16 the other one, 25 last game, including like six fourth quarter blowout garbage time minutes. Could he get traded somewhere? Sure. Could he get traded somewhere to start? I doubt it. Does the team want him to start? I doubt it. But could it happen? Sure. We are like four weeks away from a trade deadline and his value is all over the shop. If you just strictly look at what he's doing now, he is definitely not a 12-team league player because you're playing like 24 minutes a night on average. You have lacking in defensive stats at times. Your percentages can be whack, including free throws. And your role's all over the shop. But there is a chance he's traded into a consistent 27-minute-a-night role. So this is going to depend a lot on what you're doing. Are you scrounging for every category, every points league victory? That it's really hard to hold. Really hard to have a guy who's 180th on your team when you're trying to get wins. But if you're all right and you can afford a couple of losses here or there, then maybe he sneaks back and he's a top 90 player. Now I'm not a big D'Angelo Russell fan, and I would be as other GMs, I wouldn't be like, Man, I can't wait to get D'Angelo Russell in. But I'm not every other GM. And every other GM, or some GMs, looking at you, Mitch Kupchak, make terrible decisions. So we'll see what happens. For the Jazz. This is a back-to-back for them. Um, Streaming-wise, it is someone... I know I call him the artist formerly known as Torian Prince, but I mispronounced his name the other day, and someone said, oh, it sounds like Taurine. I went, yeah, all right. So who, what is it? The amino acid legend, Taurian Prince. Is another one. Just racking up for a for a mediocre player. He's racking up nicknames, the old amino acid here. Taureen, Taureen Prince um, continues to be a starter, continues to be streamable, and continues to be in the Norm Power Leaky Beasley. Yeah, I guess I'll try it, but I don't have to hold him situation. Chris Dunn on the Jazz is definitely 16-team, definitely 14-team, probably 12-team streamable, honestly, but it's for very specific reasons. You know that he might give you four points, but he might have four steals. So it's really for category leagues and, and not for points leagues um, necessarily as much. That is the eight games. So the back-to-backs is just the Bucks. So I don't need to tell you who we're doing two-for-ones through Friday, Saturday. Uh, it's oh, Sorry, for Saturday, Sunday. In terms of Friday, Saturday, there's just a lot of um, back-to-backs happening here, and there are a lot of different guys that you can uh, take a crack at, but we've already covered that yesterday, Saturday, Sunday. It's just Bucks players. So what about chunks? Saturday through Wednesday, we have got three quality games coming up in the next five days. Saturday, Sunday, both quality game days. Monday is MLK day, 11 games on, very early start. Tuesday is a low-volume three-game day, and then Wednesday has got 10. So we're looking at Saturday, Sunday, uh, Tuesday as the streaming days. So we're looking at um, Ludoort as a Saturday, Monday. Well, not Saturday, Monday, that's incorrect. Saturday, uh, Tuesday, sorry for um, Ludoort. Well, he, he plays Monday, but that's 11 games on. Um, Norm Powell's got Sunday, Tuesday. Eric Gordon, Sunday, Tuesday. Leaky Beasley, Saturday, Sunday. That's the priority I would guess there. Trey Lyle, Sunday, Tuesday. And then Paddy Connaughton, Saturday, Sunday as well. Nobody has the Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday combination for quality games. We all, And this is, again, you are starting to see this be talked about more and more. And I, I don't know if I've been ahead on the curve on this. I don't know if other people have talked about it much, but... I've been trying to get this into our brains over the last week or so, is that when you see the five-game in eight-night stretches for teams in the Celtics yesterday, were five games in seven nights, you will see rests, you will see fake injuries pop up, you will see lineups pulled at halftime, you will see limited minutes, you will see plugs pulled early, you will see bad shooting performances, because that is a tiring scenario. Five games in eight nights is too much. You know I bang on about this. If the NBA wants their regular season product to be better, to matter more, for players to play more, to be less injuries, take away the back-to-backs, you absolute dickheads. I don't know how much more clearer this is, but they won't do it. Anyway, TV networks should demand it. Don't worry about A2 games, my guys. Give us games where we don't have back-to-backs. Oh, back in the day, they played the back-to-backs and they weren't softcocks back then. Five and eight. Why do I highlight this? Just so you're aware of shit that might happen. It's the Hawks, it's the Knicks, the Thunder, the Spurs and the Jazz. Two teams there, really important. Watch for Chet Holmgren and the Thunder. Watch for a 23, 24-minute game coming up. If they are way up or way down or even if anything crops up, there might be a sit happening there. Watch it with Shea as well. The Spurs, big load on Wemby. There is no chance he's getting off this minutes restriction in the next eight days. And back-to-backs is sitting. Jazz, who knows what they do. They could s- m- marginalize a lot of people. Knicks, <laughs> yeah, 50 minutes for every player. Um, For the Hawks, watch the Capella one. And then there's a the return of DeAndre Hunter. If it comes in this time, they'll be marginalized. Even Trey Young keeps popping up on the injury report. Big, heavy loads for these teams, Giggity, at this point in the season. It is just something to watch when you're making decisions. And if you see something shit happen or something weird happen, just go, ah. Oh, that's probably why. This is this is Saturday through to the following Saturday. I hope that makes sense. And I don't think, I probably will, but I don't think I'll go into that much detail on it as we move forward. So, for Saturday, for a 10-team league, I do really like Derek Lively if he plays. I don't think he will, but he's sitting at 55% rostered, so he's a great add if he's available. we got Alex Caruso. Then there's the two magic centers, Wagner and Badadze, under the assumption that Wendell is out. Um, the Big Ragu, Dante DiVincenzo is on that list. And Trey Jones continues to start for the Spurs. He's just a must-roster player. Do not fight this. He's just a must-roster player until, they're, uh, until they change their mind. 12-team streamers. I am looking at Chrissy Dunn. Obviously, just attacked that 10-team list at the start. Chris Dunn actually can be streamed. The cashier himself, Xavier Tillman, um, the Amino Acid legend, Torian Prince, Vince Williams, The Bug, Trace Jackson Davis, and Kelly Linick, which is always a tough stream option. It's always tough because you just never know what you're getting. And then for deeper leagues, we're going with a couple of Memphis Grizzlies there, Zaire Williams and Luke Kennard. Be aware, Kennard might sit back-to-back, knee problem, tanking team, he might sit. Tanking's not a fair thing to say with the Grizzlies. They're not tanking, they're just bad. With these guys out, they are bad. They are not deliberately sitting guys out, but they are being cautious. They will be cautious now. They are not tanking. They are bad. Uh, Larry Nance, he might even sit as well. Domi Barlow, I might even throw Dom Barlow into the 12-team streams zone, and same with Sandro um Simone Fontecchio is in that deep league zone, and DeLon Wright, Corey Kispert, Bilal Kulabili. You can chuck a bunch of those Wizards guys in there as well. For points leagues, I am looking at Goga, I'm looking at Kaminga, um, Mo Wagner. All those guys are relatively interchangeable there. Alex Caruso, Xavier Tillman and Trace Jackson Davis. The reason I put John Kaminga as the stream of the day for points leagues, but he's third on this list, is that I don't know for sure about Wendell Carter. And if Carter is in, then Bedadze and Wagner move down. If Carter is out, then they move up. At the moment, I've got Carter projected out, but I feel more confident going with Kaminga. But do I feel confident with the Warriors? I shouldn't, but there you are. That's where we are at. And that, where we're at now, is the end of the show. So, you know what to do. Have you double banked? Go and do it now. Come watch the video. Go listen to the audio. But more importantly, give a thumbs up, subscribe, and Anita award me. Ring the notification bell, which is going to be really important when we get to that live trade deadline show. Thursday, 8 February, 1.30 p.m. Eastern. That's bloody early here, but got to do it, don't we? We have to talk trade deadline. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.